All right, guys, today I get to interview Andrea Swick, and we're going to be talking about how Andrea took a $17 course and turned it into $180 million of assets, real estate assets under management, which is just absolutely mind-boggling to think about that sort of transformation. She has a passion, obviously, for translating this knowledge to other people and onto her children, which is another thing that I'm passionate about as well. So if you are looking about how to turn $17 into $180 million of, of assets under management, this might be the episode for you. Or if you've got children and you want to pass on your knowledge to your children, we're going to be getting into that as well. Andrea, thank you so much for coming on the show. Take us into it. What compels you to buy this $17 course? Yeah, so we moved from Silicon Valley and we wanted really to figure out what and how do we balance our life because in Silicon Valley, it's all about work, work, work. And so we were working those 60 hour weeks, you know, um, my husband and I had gone through a lot of education at that point, trying to climb up the corporate ladder. And then we find ourselves now with, you know, three kids and we want to spend more time with them. So we decided to leave Silicon Valley and move to the South and we um, landed in Texas. So because of the sale of our house in Silicon Valley, we did have capital that we wanted to deploy. And we interviewed some financial planners, but I didn't feel like anything was really moving the needle. And I thought I need to figure out this on my own. So I started Googling how do rich people get rich? And so the, the Google um, told me that it was through real estate investing. And then I think Google told Facebook ads that I was searching for ways to get rich. And so then um, I got a Facebook ad in my feed for $17. And I thought like, okay, this is probably, you know, a scam or whatever. How is someone going to teach me this for $17? But I'm like, there's not too much to lose here. So I'll go ahead and take it. Um, from there, I realized like, wow, there's this whole world of real estate investing that I had, no, like, I had no clue about. There's, you know, single family homes that you can buy and rent, there's short term rentals, there's like so many other ways, and even more on top of, you know, what I found out in that class. But um, then I thought, okay, I'm not going to pay for this coaching program, which was a substantial amount, because I'm like, hey, I'm super educated, I can figure this out on my own. And um, through experience and some hardships, um, I started figuring out this whole real estate industry. And yeah, before um, we dive the, into that real quick, yeah, the option was like, I think you, you said a little bit pre-show, it was like $17 and their coaching program was like 20 grand, right? Was, yes. there, was there anything in between that or? Um, at that time, I think it might have been ten to fifteen thousand. There's people now that have paid over twenty thousand, but yeah, I just thought, you know, I was gonna pay it, but you know what it was was I was trying to get an appointment with that company, and they just seemed really flustered and could not get together just a conversation. And I'm like, if they're being so messy, like trying to take my money, then I'm not trusting them, and I can figure this out on my own. So. That's where we landed with me basically buying my first flip in Waco. I'm like, I can try the flipping business. And so I bought a flip um, in Waco for $75,000 and um, made many mistakes on that first flip, but I learned a ton and um, it resulted in a 70K profit. But we were backwards on the deal at one point. We got 
money taken from us from the contractor, but we were able to turn it around. So it was awesome. So that $70,000 profit, what did that do for you? It just made me want to keep going because there were times in that first flip where I told my husband, I'm like, I don't think I made out for this. Like, we're, I'm going to lose our family's money, you know? And he was like, no, the best thing you can do is keep going and not quit. And I said, okay, I'm going to keep going. So that 70000 was like my gold medal of you can do this and you can figure things out that are hard and you can keep going. And um, that has allowed me to really scale my portfolio because I think there's so much that comes out of getting out of your comfort zone and then facing fear head on, you know? And so um, for me, it's allowed me to take more leaps of faith in my journey in real estate. So let's talk about those leaps. More flips or when did you start pivoting? Yeah, so um, we did more flips. We bought um, a property in Austin that we rent out. Um, we're holding that pretty much more like long-term. And then we bought a couple Airbnbs in Broken Bow, Oklahoma, which is where a lot of the DFW folks go and um, they want to get into nature. And there's a lake there. It's so beautiful, super family-friendly. So my family and I can... Um, stay at those cabins, but then also create experiences for other families. Um, Airbnbs have been super awesome because I've learned to actually manage those Airbnbs without a property manager. So I keep 30% profit, more profit in my pocket, um, and I work less than an hour a week on those. So game-changing stuff. Um, and then from there, we went to learn about multifamily um, syndications. And that was just mind blowing. I, I had to wrap my head around, okay, I can be a co-owner of over a hundred plus units, apartment units, and um, have our money scale even further. So, and then we also do commercial properties like Triple N as well. So these are huge jumps. Kudos to you for making these jumps. What kind of fear, if any, did you feel in these processes of going into multifamily, going into flips, et cetera? Yeah, no, I think about the hugest, the biggest fear was trusting people. And um, I think in syndication, that's probably like the number one thing is you can, we started off as passive investors. So we had to trust a team to take our money like i just had to wire uh, a bunch of money to them and then they are the ones that are managing the property and i just i get information on a monthly basis but it's like i didn't necessarily know every single person on the team very well but i went with their track record and with the asset itself and I, that was the biggest leap of faith where I'm like, okay, I need to trust these people that they're going to do well with my money because they're the experts. Um, so we did probably like four passive investments in multifamily and then we became um, general partners because then I'm like, I want to bring my family and friends into these deals. And, you know, they didn't know anything about it either, just where I was, so. So it was took about four deals and you're like, I got to get in on this. What additional learning or, or things did you do to feel comfortable becoming a GP as opposed to an LP? Yeah, I think that's where the L like be 
becoming an LP first was a game changer because I have met people that are like, I just want to be a GP and that's, that's cool. But you really need to know the ins and outs of the experience, I think, before you can actually become a general partner. So I kind of learned from all the different deals that we were in the LP side. So some people didn't communicate as well. Um, so I knew, okay, I need to be a good communicator. Some didn't explain things as easily. So I knew that I wanted to make it as simple as possible to, um, to, to have people get educated on multifamily and all the intricacies. And I need to learn how to analyze the deal. So just from every single deal, I picked up how to become a better general partner. So you, like many, have invested in these deals at a time when it's been really good you know, where prices have gone up, all kinds of great things. It seems like in the multifamily space, things are softening a bit, right? With rates, et cetera. How, how so far have you guys been impacted, if at all, uh, with changing rates and kind of changing environments? Yeah, I mean, when we first got into multifamily, we expected some quarterly returns and all of that has paused. And I remember when we first got into it, my husband and I were like, awesome, this is our retirement plan. Like we will put money into multifamily and then we'll just live off of the quarterly distributions. I'm thankful that we didn't just both say, okay, we're retired now. And um, that we didn't expect those quarterly distributions to live off of. It was more like a future plan. But I think that um, since that has stopped, it's made me open my eyes to other commercial investments and diversification being so important. Like I'm thankful that while multifamily is not paying quarterly distributions, it's still I'm still invested in it. And I think that we'll still get good returns at the sale. But I'm thankful for my long-term investment that is steadily paying me you know, a monthly cash flow. I'm thankful for my Airbnbs that are giving me monthly cash flow. And now with Triple N, that's a steady monthly income as well. So I think being diversified is so huge when it comes to um, real estate investing. So in your Triple N investing, like what sort of Triple Net are you doing? Are you doing um, like medical or yeah, so um, we actually bought a property in South Lake, Texas, and it's a commercial building where we have a 20-year lease with a child care center that has over 450 locations. So it's um, this is one of their corporate locations. So they already signed this lease, but then after a few years, they have rent bumps. So we will get um, the monthly cash flow, but also the appreciation which sometimes in triple N you don't see. Um, but because of the rent bumps, we will get appreciation as well. And then what's really fascinating that I personally have never been part of before or have seen is that we bought this asset in cash, which means that we don't have the first lien or the first payment out to the banks, but we divide up all of the income um, to all of the investors and uh, us as co-owners. So it's, um, I think this is a very unique way to do things, but it, it definitely provides like even 
more security. Um, you know, everything is always still an investment. There's still risk, but I feel like this one is uh, definitely less risky than most investments I've ever seen. Everyone who listens to our show knows Tim and I are passionate about obtaining financial freedom through real estate investing. We also know that everyone's situations and goals are different. And while there are programs out there that show you a path to financial freedom, many of these programs are just too cookie cutter and don't take your personality, situation, and desired outcome into account. Think about the number of times that you've watched a guru online and tried to do the exact same thing as they did, but had nowhere near the same results. You are not alone. When I got started, I was continually paying for courses and getting only partial results until I discovered the path that made sense for me. The results prove this out. Most online course creators have let us in on their dirty secrets that 90 to 95% of their students never complete their course and achieve their desired outcome. This is not something that we're okay with. The benefit of working with Tim and I is that we are interviewing between 5 and 20 people every single week. We have accumulated hundreds of seven-figure strategies and gotten inside scoop from these successful entrepreneurs. We're able to work with you to pick the strategy that will best fit and then help you create the custom plan to take you quickly into financial freedom. As a former math teacher, I always taught my students that the fastest way between two points is a straight line. If you want to get rid of the many curves in the road that can make the journey longer and more costly, then go to coaching.freedomchaserspodcast.com and book a call with us. And let's get you on a straight line path to freedom. Yeah. And so you guys, because a lot of times syndicators, correct me if I'm wrong on this, they're raising 20 to 30% of the purchase price and getting you know, commercial financing on the rest. You guys raised 100% of the capital for this deal. Yes, exactly. Over $6 million. Uh-huh. Wow. So let's talk about that a little bit. I mean, $6 million, like that's not a small amount to raise. I mean, some people might look at that and go, oh, that's nothing, Matt. We buy a 50 or 150 million. But, but for most people, if they were given a task of going out and raising $6 million very quickly, that would be a challenging task. Walk us through how you guys did it. Yeah, I mean, when I first started syndicating, I had no plan really except asking friends and family, but then that list gets really short. You know, it's like we only went so far with friends and family and then we had to pivot and be like, well, how do we kind of increase um, the, num the number of investors that we can bring in and lives that we can change? And so um, we started with more marketing initiatives and like really an educational platform. But it's definitely a team. It's when, you know, some people can bring in some investors, another person can bring in more investors. So it's really just creating this collaborative team. And I have to give a shout out to Julie, who's um, our main um, sponsor on that deal. And she is like always at an event, always making calls, always just hitting the ground um, and, you know, pounding the pavement on bringing in more investors. And she is absolutely amazing, but everyone uh, brings in, you know, a part in it. Amazing. Um, how did you form your team? Like, how did you pick who's on it? Um, it really comes with who do you trust? Who do you like, like, what is it like? No interest, right? Um, it's all about building the relationships. We were together um, as part of an event or part of a group. And then it's like, how, when you spend time to really get to know somebody, when you know how they are with their family, how they are, you know, outside of business, what are they like? Are they 
um, you know, honest people, all of that. I think it's just all about knowing the person in and out. And that's how you create good partnerships. And then it's less about taking that leap of faith because you already know who they are and um, that you can trust them. Yeah. So, I mean, just to recap, right? Airbnbs, flips, multifamily, uh, as well as triple net. That's a lot of areas. Like most people have a hard enough time specializing in one. You're running in a lot of different lanes, including the raising of capital and launched an educational platform. Like what's your way of getting this all done? So I have a team. I have a VAs that help me. Um, so that's huge. And then, you know, I use this um, time blocking type of organizational planner um, that is huge because I, I get like so many dings a day. My personal life kind of gets put on the back burner with my friends. I'll get like a lot of text messages during the day and I don't even look at them if I'm focusing on a task. So, um, but I've learned to set up some systems and processes to make my life just flow better and um, have higher productivity. Yeah. What did you notice? Because this is something that I, I do with some of our coaching clients and myself as well, where we put our calendar, we block every section off, like both pre and in post, right? So we like, what do we want to happen? What actually happened? What sort for you, like, what did you notice change? Like, did you get twice as productive? Like when you really started mapping it out? Yeah, I mean, the whole time blocking thing was a game changer. And then also adding on VAs has been huge. So um, we actually source our VAs from the Philippines and um, it's pretty low cost, um, but the amount of work that they can do for you is huge. And that has really allowed me to balance my life. I'm a mom of three boys that are super active um, and I love just being with them. So I needed to figure out how do I get all of these things done while still managing my life? Which is the whole reason why we moved to Texas. Yeah. Just really inspiring to see $17 to 180 million under assets. Like what you've accomplished is truly spectacular. Um, what do you see as on your horizon the next, you know, let's go long-term in the future, five, 10 years. I, I'm, I want my kids to be part of my business and integrate them. They already are. I invite my oldest, I invite all of them to come with me on my flips um, and exploring deals. But my oldest one seems to be more interested. So he's the one who says yes a lot of the time. But I want him to be fully integrated into the business. I want to be scaled more and more diversified. I really hope that we can pursue um, more like mobile home parks and public storage units um, and just adding more to our portfolio would be awesome. And then I want to outgive every single year. So every year we have a goal of how much we give based on how much we make, how much profit we make. And I just want to outgive ourselves every single year to um, specifically we donate to our church and the Dallas Dream Center. Um, and just hoping to make more impact on our community. Let's dive into educating your children. 
So that's obviously something very, very important to me. You, you obviously mentioned that some kids have more desire for it than others. I can relate on that front a lot. What are you doing specifically, though, to foster that love for investing? Every single moment of the day, I try to give lessons on investing. Like when anything that I am doing, I bring the kids in. And it's kind of like a different way than I was raised because I really didn't talk about finances um, with my mom at all. But with our kids, we like are so realistic and we just tell them everything. And so um, whether it be going to our flips or whether it be, oh, we just got a new booking on our Airbnbs. Look, these are the questions that they're asking. This is how I'm answering. Um, it looks like we can increase um, night rent on this part of the calendar. Like just literally bringing in them into all of our um, decision-making processes and teaching them about how to use their money. Um, we don't, we're not huge spenders and I think they see that and then they're like, oh, but why, you know? And I'm like, because we can invest it instead. And then, you know, and then we work less when we invest more and just our everyday conversations around it. Love it. Um, and then obviously you've got passion for, for church and for, for helping people that are in need. Take us more into that. Yeah, well, I didn't grow up with much. I didn't grow up with a silver spoon. Um, in fact, I was born to a mother from Ecuador who had a very hard childhood and slept on the floor and um, just didn't have anything at all. But by God, um, she came to the United States and she worked really hard and I saw her work really hard. And she always told me that education was super important. And so I pursued education, but um, I think that that was a very kind of limiting belief that I had that I had to pursue education to, to go further. And so when I learned about investing, it just opened up um, just my mind to the possibilities of making more money. And um, money actually is a very good thing and you need money to help others because if you don't have money, how are you going to help them? So I pursue my passion to make more so I can give more. And um, with what, since I didn't grow up with a lot, I don't spend a lot. And so, um, you know, we use that instead to make an impact into our community. And like I said, the Dallas Dream Center has um, just the best vision there an organization in Oak Cliff in Dallas, and they're helping the community there that they don't have money, um, a lot of resources. And so they give out groceries. They just did a back to school event where they gave out backpacks and brand new shoes. And um, they're helping with like sonograms for um, people that, you know, don't have um, women that can't afford to go to the doctors to get those. And so um, they're just, it's just such a huge hub of, um, of giving out of that ministry. And so we want to pour into that to make a difference. Amazing. What is your vision for your life and business next 12 to 18 months? The next 12 to 18 months, I really want to help at least 10 women in the next 12 to 18 months to scale and learn about real estate. 
um, and I want to help them become world changers through my education programs. Amazing. Andrea, thank you so much for coming on and sharing about your life and your business. Truly inspirational, not just the numbers, but the process and all the things that you're doing. You're absolutely an inspiration. Guys, for those of you out there listening, write down something you've learned, share with somebody you know so they can hold you accountable. Because freedom is acquired one action at a time. And if you take steps day by day before you know it, you too will be living a life of freedom. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next Please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Engagement is like gold to us. We can't do what we're doing without it. Reviews and subscriptions, particularly on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, are worth more than money. So please do what you can to support the show. 